It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy, and it's about people. It's about. It's finally about people and not finally about science. The story, when you actually put it into words, is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of. Sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept: uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force. That sort of controls our destiny,、uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence, great taste, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang bang and people fall over and dead, but you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a, it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention. Hello, welcome back to Generation Skywalker for、uh, our next show. This is an edition of the committee, which is actually a new show, so I say when it's an edition. But there will be more coming at you if this works. But I am joined tonight by Jez. Good evening, Jez. Good evening, Stu. And by Craig. Good evening, Craig. Hello. We are right on the tail end of our Attack of the Clones anniversary month. This is a, a new concept show where we have compiled basically a top ten of a certain topic. In a minute, we will talk down the top ten of the topic, and then if you hang around at the end, you will hear our discussion to how we got to this point.、Uh, and after our discussion, we went away and we all voted in secret, and then we do compile the top ten. Now, at this point, I am the only one that knows that top ten, so it will actually be a surprise for Jez and Craig at the same time. Quite a basic concept, which I'm sure you'll get the hang of. Very very quickly. So our topic for this edition of the committee was our most memorable moments or our most standout moments from Attack of the Clones. Now, at the beginning of the month, if you listen to our prologue show, you might think, well, these boys are going to struggle to come up with top tens. But if you've been following our month, you might be thinking, actually, this was a lot easier than what we thought. So let's get in to that top ten. I love democracy. I am not a committee. Order! We shall have order. I was not elected to watch my people suffer and die while you discuss this invasion in a committee. My allegiance is to the republic, to democracy. This is outrageous. I object. Order. Ten. Obi Wan finishing the acclay. This is my favourite moment in the whole of the film. Just because it's super cool, you McGregor. I think giving a bit of free reign just to just to finish off this beast with a flourish of his lightsaber 
a grit of his teeth and a, and a swoosh of his lovely long hair. I think you love that swoosh, don't you? I do. Nine. Part of the Geonosis battle, it is the sounds where we have this uh, this quiet scene. Not an iconic scene, not a story that pushes the story forward, but a just lovely bit of filmmaking where there's a lot of battle and then there's a pause. And this pause is just so weighted with tension. It's beautifully constructed. There's a particularly nice moment of sound design and computer-generated animation where the battle droids just sit back on their back legs and adjust their firing positions the hum of the lightsabers in the background and and you mcgregor does this beautiful thing where he goes over to one of his fallen comrades and and, and mimics alec guinness's moment with luke in tatooine lovely 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 scene eight we're staying in the same battle it is the actual geonosis battle this is what we came to the cinema for. It was it was fantastic. You know, we, we saw so much there. The the lightsabers, the lasers, you had the tension, you had the music, you had all those Jedi's fighting all in all. I mean, just a fantastic battle inside the arena, outside the arena, drop ships. I mean, there's so many different elements to it. Craig's obviously mentioned the the beautiful sort of calm midway, which I'd said, you know, when it's like that <laughs> that old dance track where it just cools in the middle of it before you have the big surge again, just whilst everyone catches their breath. But the Geniosis battle, amazing, brilliant. Brave, but uh, foolish, my old Jedi friend. You're impossibly outnumbered. I don't think so. We'll see. Seven. Dexter's diner scene. Oh, it's a pivotal scene in so much as Obi-Wan learns a little bit of information. But it's I think it's a character scene. I think it says a lot about Obi-Wan as a person, as a human and not a Jedi, as someone who's got friends. But it's also really nicely realised. It's a beautiful reference to not a 1950s diner. And it's it's all over George Lucas. It's it's him to a T. Someone to see you, honey! Jedi by the looks of him. Oh, Obi-Wan, you Hello, Dex. Take a seat. I'll be right with you. You want a cup of jar with juice? Oh, yes. Thank you. Hey, oh, buddy. <laughs> Six. Obi-Wan's fight with Django on Camino. What a fight. You know, what we saw there is just, we saw Obi-Wan fighting again, which, was, you know, everyone loved seeing from The Phantom Menace. But just one-on-one with Django, it was great to see a FET fight. It was great to see double blasters. Great to see the Slave One. Great to see the sort of Slave One cockpit from a Boba Fett viewpoint looking down. He's getting out all the tricks, the bells and whistles. You got to see the rocket fire from FET. You know, there, there was so much action involved then. It was just a really, really good fight. And in an environment which we hadn't seen before, really, really good. Oh, not good. Uh. 
Okay, so that is 10 down to six. Maybe a couple of surprises in there. So let's just have a, a quick recap. Number 10, Obi-Wan finishing the Acclay. Nine, the uh, battle sounds, which Craig's just beautifully done with the quiet part. Eight, the Geonosis battle in general, where we see all those Jedi going at it. Seven, Dexter's Diner. And six, Obi-Wan's fight with Jango. So there must be some quite iconic scenes in this top five. I agree with you, Jez. I'm surprised that Obi-Wan fight Jango wasn't slightly higher. Five. The picnic scene. The picnic scene, specifically the meme inspired, because it's very rare that something like this can just transcend being part of a movie and entering into pop culture in its own right. So I'm talking specifically about the interaction between Padme and Anakin where they discuss galactic politics. And, you know, it says something about those performances as knocked as they are. And I've knocked them along the month like everyone else to have that scene distilled into four images that people can overlay their own meanings to. And it just take on a life of its own. I think is really worthy of note. It's one of the gifts of the film to the world. Have you guys been smoking death sticks? This is above the Genosis battle and the Django fight. Okay, <laughs> fine, fine. It's a committee. It, I'm not going to get upset. I am not upset. I'm just disappointed. You ask your auntie or you know your cousin about Attack of the Clones. They're probably like you get a blank expression. You show them that meme. They'll they'll know what they'll know what that is. <laughs> I tell you, they won't. <laughs> they really want you don't know my auntie uh, oh, just, just, oh, I this committee is going to be an interesting concept moving forward four beautiful scene of Django being decapitated and boba fett's realization it, a delicious scene where you just look at this and think oh that's triggered not only it's an absolute shift in the momentum of someone's life. You know, you, you see this and you knew young Bobber there sort of influenced by his dad. His dad was an absolute sort of hero of his. You'd already seen him sort of dispatch or what he thought was dispatch um, Obi-Wan uh, in, in the battle, which we've already spoken about the seismic charge thing. But then he sees his dad getting decapitated by Jedi in a battle. And even at that moment, you knew that Mace knew that, oh my goodness, I've just decapitated someone in front of their child. That's quite bad. So that iconic scene where the sort of camera zooms in, you you just see Boba Fett there pick up the decapitated helmet of Jango Fett and what that's done to him. You know, that's part of changing him, the transformation of turning him into the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy. And then it's, you know, brought on other things. That moment, as we said, the cinematographers knew what they were doing. That was a key moment in the movie and also in a young boy's life. Three. The whole scene, the speed of chase through Coruscant from the moment Obi-Wan decides to jump through a window pane to where they crash land outside the Outlander. Yeah, quite earlier on in the movie, you know, for anyone who says, oh, you know, Attack of the Clones is a bit slow. This was a six and a half going on seven minute scene where you just had to catch your breath. There was so much going on. It was really, really it was not only exciting, but it just brought in so many more things. It really got us to see the city. It really got us to see all sorts of stuff going on, how Obi-Wan and Anakin had grown, got to see the changeling, got to see the different sounds and John Williams music. But also, 
you know, the the airspeeder, the electric guitar sounds of that, the involvement from Matthew Wood and Ben Burt from a, from a sound point of view and from the visuals, that was just a, a really, really energetic, exciting scene, which I, I just, you know, I, I could just watch over and over again. I hate it when he does that. Two. The seismic charge. Seismic charge. Yeah, it's absolute standout moment from the moment I saw it. I left the cinema with that in my mind. I'd never seen anything quite like or heard anything quite like that on screen before. I think it was just, uh, yeah, it just it was a surprising moment. It was a wow moment, and it took place in the middle of a of a pretty good chase scene. So well deserved spot near the top of the chart. One. This is what we have voted as the most memorable moment of Attack of the Clones. And that is the whole scene of Anakin going and slaughtering the Tuscans after holding his mum dying in his arms. Wow, what a scene. One of the pivotal points up until that point and including Revenge of the Sith. You think about those six movies as a whole. This isn't me hating on Disney. I'm just saying about the six movies as you saw them at the time. This brought in so much because it showed you the, the change. It showed you that vital part of the, of the Anakin arc. And what it did, I think it was beautifully bookend from a sound point of view because it was introduced with the Jewel of Fates. But you also had the sound of the gear changes and the changes from the speeder bike. So it gave you episode one and it also gave you episode six, Return of the Jedi. And it made you think, wow, this this is everything. This is the Star Wars saga. This is the defining moment. And then slap bang in the middle of that, you get the binary sunset as well as it goes along. You know, there's so much. There's emotion looking at that. And I think it's really well acted. People talk about Hayden Christensen's acting. In in that scene, that was absolutely brilliant. It was on point. There was excitement. There was energy. You had absolute empathy, sympathy, anger. It was all shown there. You, you saw so much. It was a hugely powerful scene. And this is the first time we see that anger, that pain that Yoda warns him about in The Phantom Menace, isn't it? This is his first step towards the dark side. It's completely the beginning of the end. And it all happens very, very quickly, as things do. You know, people can snap and you see it, you know, people people snap and they have moments of, of madness. But this had been building and you, know, you just felt for the guy. And then you saw Shmi Skywalker, you saw his mum. And again, that lovely tender scene. Then as soon as she died, you get the strings building up, strings building up, and you see it in his eyes. And then he just turns and he kills them. The Tuscans, the women, the children, all of them. So good. We like our Star Wars dark, don't we? It's what we were paying our money to see. We wanted to see that young kid that was on the poster for episode one with that shadow of Darth Vader on the side of the of the wall. This was that moment where you kind of go, okay, so I see the anger and I get the motivations and I get that it's linked to his mother and it's on his home turf. It's miles away from where he grew up. It's very personal. So there's a lot going on. And yeah, without repeating what, what people have already said very well put together, and memorable that scene was what this film was about it wasn't about clones as much as it was about the Anakin's journey you know
Well, you look so handsome. My son. Oh, my grown-up son. I'm so proud of you, honey. I missed you. Stay with me, Mom. Everything. I. I love. Generation Skywalkers, number one memorable moment of Attack of the Clones is Anakin and the slaughtering of the Tuscan scene. Let's just count down that, that top five again. The, the picnic scene, but more related to the meme. Django's decapitation in four. Uh, three, that speeder chase where we saw so much of Coruscant as a backdrop. The sounds, the, the visual, that scene is just incredible. Second, the seismic charge. And then number one, we have got Anakin slaughtering the Tuscans. I'm sure lots of you who are listening will disagree. Tell us what you think should be in that top 10. Tell us what we're missing. Tell us what we've put in there that really shouldn't be in there. I mean, interact with us, especially head over to the We Are Generation Skywalker Facebook page. There will be a, a thread on this as this comes out. I mean, there is a couple of surprises in there. Jess questioned it as we were going that that, that picnic thing could be above the Obi-Wan and Django fight in the Geonosis battle. It's all a matter of opinion. That is what's so fantastic with Star Wars and so fantastic about debate and fantastic about committees deciding things. This is a prime example of when a committee decides something. There is surprises in there. That is our 10. If you listen to the audio, we, we do have a general discussion on this and uh, this is not edited. OK, so this is our raw discussion, which we have before we compile our top 10. So you will hear several other suggestions that we did discuss and um, what our initial opinions were of these things. Let's go over to that discussion. We will each be challenged. Our trust, our faith, our friendships. But we must persevere. And in time, a new hope will emerge. May the Force be with you. Always. Right, so this month's topic for the committee is standout moments for Attack of the Clones. It makes sense to go in with Attack of the Clones. Now, I've asked you two to have a look at what you think are the standout moments from Attack of the Clones. We've had a month of looking at this, so we're pretty... I mean, these should be rife in our mind now. So I'm, I'm going to set it off right at the start of the film. I think the speeder chase through Coruscant with Zam and Obi-Wan and Anakin is spectacular from sound, from visual, from the design of the speeders, um, from the design of Zam. 
I, I think it is for me one of the best scenes in the whole film. Thoughts, Jez? Great. Yes. <laughs> We're so polite. Neither of us want to talk over each other. I, I had that uh, completely written down. Absolutely agree with you, mate. There's no argument for me. It's it's a fantastic, fantastic scene. So I didn't I didn't have that down, but I do agree. It is a very it's a very good scene, and I'm not going to claim this point as my own because I saw it discussed on another podcast. But there's a lot of effort in the setup of Obi Wan and Anakin's. Uh, relationship and how Obi-Wan is this very measured individual he's assessing the situation and Anakin's this impetuous quick on the trigger type character yeah it's Obi-Wan who dives out the window <laughs> yeah you're right yeah grabs onto that I mean the whole scene here I mean <laughs> yeah. some of these things we talked about tonight might be just like split seconds but this is a long scene and there's so much in it there's so much I mean we, we've recorded some shows this month where we were looking at sounds of things and we, we mentioned zam's rifle in that we mentioned the sounds that speed up i always enjoy this scene but actually i watched this with my son the other day and he kind of like you're paying more attention to those sounds now and it definitely richens the scene as well and it was already good beforehand i love that i do have one thing and i'm like is it a separate scene is this something else for me to mention later or is this connected i'll leave it for you to decide as to whether or not we need to split this but Anakin's sense in danger before the chase, I think, is huge. It's massive. Yeah, we knew that Anakin was this you know, incredible Jedi pod race in episode one, Phantom Menace. But you first see him and he, he senses it that moment before Obi-Wan. And then Obi-Wan immediately is like, yes, I sense it too. And you almost pick up a sense of sort of rivalry between them or, you know, not wanting to be outdone by each other, hence uh, Obi-Wan's I sense it too but then he instantly runs in ignites his lightsaber boom, takes out those two little sort of millipede assassin things so in a very very short scene very short scene you're really establishing that Anakin has got some mad skills and is that connected with the chase scene it's obviously the precursor I, to it I would have it separate it's definitely interesting and if it makes it into the top 10, I definitely think we need to find out the right name of the uh, assassin militants. <laughs> I did read them a little while ago, but I completely forgot about them. But what do you, what do you mean, if it makes it into the top 10? How dare you? Well, I'm making two Just... lists. Here. I've got one definites and one ones. I've, def- I've put the chase in it because I think we all voted for that there. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll see what else comes Jez. So are we saying that Anakin's Jedi instincts have nothing to do with the fact that there's a noisy droid with repulsor lifts scoring and, and cutting a big hole in a glass pane that, that is clearly going to be audible from the next ring. <laughs> well, it convinced R2 and that was fine. Could, because <laughs> let's face it, right? slept through it. Here you go. I, I've got something for you, Craig. Have you ever, uh, oh. I know you have done, you've stayed in a hotel in London, right? And this is London, not even Coruscant. OK, so there's going to be a lot of background noise. There is a, an awful lot of background noise. So that's why no one heard the droid cutting the window, because there's <laughs> it's a big city. That's it. OK, all right, it's fair. I think if we were doing a, a top 10 countdown of R2 letting people down, I think this would be in it because 
he's asleep and then all he does is put a little torch on and flashes it around the room i mean he's like a lazy security guard isn't he working at a warehouse or something you're like yeah yeah well okay just i put it into the maybe list okay craig do you want to bring something up um well i i know we're all gonna have this on the list as well but this the seismic charges is just um such a memorable moment and we talked about it at length on the sound show but i'd never seen or indeed heard anything like that on the screen before when it comes to sci-fi explosions yeah i'm sure jez has got that on his piece of paper (laughs) thousand percent i have that yeah I, i think that i think it's a banker i think uh visually sound wise it's it's an incredible piece of a piece of cinema i mean i don't think we need to say any more about that i think that is a definite top tenner yeah yes for sure jess do you want to see if you can we'll come back to you now do you want to see if you can get one onto the definite list straight away (laughs) well i'm happy just to throw some things out there which you know are important to me They're, they're not necessarily they don't have to be on the top 10 i mean some of the bits which i've got a, a key because they open up so much into our Star Wars canon, into our Star Wars universe. I mean, let's just look at then the Boba Fett picking up Django's helmet and the emotions and what that sets up. That iconic scene, you know, which has then been taken, you look at it with regards to what that then brings us with Book of Boba Fett as well, other things, how that set up Boba Fett for the rest of his life. And, and just the emotions there. I thought it was an iconic thing. So, yes, it's not seismic charges. It's not chasing. It's, it's not full of music and drama and special effects. But with regards to, oh, he's just seen that. That's shaping the most feared bounty hunter in the universe. It's, it's a, whilst it's not a seismic charge, it's a seismic scene. I think that's an important thing. I would go a little bit a little bit wider than just the head rolling. I, I think the whole decapitation was quite a graphic. I mean, we we spoke about it in the commentary where Dan said that the headbutt was taken out to get this blower 12. Yet you've got Mace Windu decapitating Django, that graphic image of his helmet rolling and Boba Fett's hands picking up the helmet and that the way Django just looks at Dooku. I would expand it to the whole decapitation routine, but or do you think it should just be the head roll? It wasn't the roll so much. It was everyone sensed it. You know, when young Bob picked it up and you saw everyone, even Mace Windows, like looking at his feet going, oh, awkward. <laughs> you know, that it, it, it's an awkward moment, but it's it's something which clearly affected that young that that young impressionable young lad which forged and, and brought together the most feared bounty hunter there is who we saw then in uh, you know in episode five episode six i think they knew they were filming an iconic scene i mean you look at how that that shot of him resting his head on the helmet is framed with all that space around and they're relatively you know in small in the in the centre of the frame, that's probably been affected by the way they've treated it in the book of Boba Fett more recently. But absolutely everyone on that production knew that this was a key moment. And they it looks to me like they they went all out to create that iconic uh, iconic scene. OK, I'll, I want to bring in one here then. OK, as a for me, this I mean, it's quite a long sequence again. I'm not picking whole 
scenes out of the films like I just did with the speeder chase. But I think the whole Anakin slaughtering the Tuscan Raiders as we're on the graphic scenes and kind of, you know, those kind of that scene that kind of like, oh, blimey. But I think that whole sequence, the vengeance in him, I think the, you know, how how's his die mother that you're starting to see traits of Vader in there um, as a scene. I think it's beautiful, works really well. You two got on your list? Yeah, definitely one of them. I love it. I absolutely love it. From the music, if you look at this, uh, it's just my interpretation of John Williams at this stage, because what you've got is you've got Duel of Fates at the same time as we're hearing speeder bike gear changes. So what this is sort of demonstrating, this is slap bang in the middle of the saga of episode one through to episode six. This is a huge scene in this entire six film saga at that stage that it, it just, just brings everything in together and it's like a pivotal moment then you know you see it so all of us just loving those sounds loving the Ben Burt loving the John Williams and then loving the the background the twin sons everything the mood it's just oh wow this is just getting real and it's absolutely one of my favorite scenes of the film I love he has that conversation with his mother and you just see his eyes and the next scene is him stepping out of that you know wigwam whatever it is and then just like the noise of just lighting up the lightsaber and you know what it's doing and then you've got Qui-Gon's voice it's, it is beautifully put together it's um to me it's a, a brilliant scene now Craig would you would you have this on your list I didn't have it on my list but it deserves to be on the list um it's what we it's what we all rocked up to the cinema for um, to see how that little lad we met in episode one had this streak of darkness in him and, and that was it and it was it was done believably it was tied around his mother it was arbitrary he wasn't lashing out a random bounty hunter you know there was some weight to it um, so yeah it uh, deserves a place on the list for sure definitely definitely okay Craig hit me with something that is on your list because there was no speeder chase and there was no slaughter in Tuscans so I mean, no, it's it, it's it's funny, isn't it? Because you, you know, we're talking about moments, and is that a scene or is that a moment? And I've picked out a lot of little little moments, really, and that aren't perhaps as iconic as some of the things we've talked about. I think we've ticked off the big ones, but there's just a lovely beat in the movie, particularly in the action of the Geonosis battle, where and again, we discussed this on the on the sound show where the noise and the hubbub of all everything that's going on just drops away, and the droids just sort of sit back on their hips and they readjust their um, their guns, and you just hear this click, and everything's quiet apart from the hum of lightsabers, and it's just such a great moment. And and in that moment, Obi Wan goes over to check on one of his fallen comrades, and he just does the same motion the same action the same position with his body as he checks puts his palm on the side of the face of, uh, of the jedi on the floor like he does when he's checking on luke in tatooine and it's just a really nice moment in the film for me that's a really good observation yeah it is a nice it is a nice moment i mean <laughs> we are we're proper into the sounds aren't we because <laughs> that is just related to that but beautifully well and it's uh you could tell that we've looked at stuff this month um but it gets, you know, the film gets a lot of stake for not being a great um, piece of movie making. But that is that is such a lovely 
um, constructed breather from a load of kind of hubbub and mayhem before a whole load more hubbub and mayhem. You need that little point to breathe and catch your breath. And it's just so much tension in it. You know, you, the, the, just the, the hum of all those lightsabers and the echo of the arena. It's just great. Love that. Love that. Love that. Will that make our top 10? Will be seen. But I think that's a very, very good shout. Um, Jez, here's number of something else. Yeah, OK. Again, I'm going to go for something which isn't a big scene, isn't this that, and the other, but I think it's it's framing. It, it's it's a nice element of world building and seeing how things are. The youngling scene. All right. So when we come in and you see Yoda and or you are, let's say, Ben Kenobi and you come in, it's almost like Western schooling with regards to good morning, Mr. Gardner, that whole sort of thing when he comes in. All the kids there are sort of, you know, gorgeously sweet, and uh, you know, all looking great with their little lightsabers and Yoda's the teacher. And it's all really, really pleasant and nice. What does that show you? It shows you that they're the good guys. This film paints things so well because when you then see the clones, and I know that the clones are on the good team, for this movie but when you see the clones being manufactured there you you've got a Django Fett sort of having his lunch looking over his shoulder and snarling at another one just looking annoyed you've got young Boba Fett played by Danny Logan at a computer terminal doing all sorts of stuff looking at each other and there's a sense of these people aren't that nice but when you go to that young Lin scene it's just sweet it's just heartwarming it makes you think or it makes you sort of reaffirm, yeah, these are the good guys. The Jedi's are the good people there. And I just think it's a it's a really nice element to the Star Wars canon to Star Wars films, which we hadn't seen before. It might not be a top ten, but I just think, from my point of view, it's it's a lovely little scene. Yeah, that's a really nice uh, shout out. That is just that contrast. Never really thought about it in that way before. Yeah, yeah, liking this, liking this. Okay. Okay, Craig, I'm going to come straight back to you then. Let's uh, let's have another another suggestion. We've we're starting to build up a bit of a list here. Okay, this is a scene that I admittedly have reappraised this month. So through particularly through watching it again with you guys and doing the commentary show, but it's the scene of Dooku interrogating Obi Wan, which I think in the past ah, it's just a bit of exposition that we need to get through before we get to more action. I think revisiting it recently, like we have done, it's two great actors from two very different generations doing some brilliant work. And there's a lot of tension in there. There's a lot of attitudes from both sides. And I think it's an underrated scene. And again, might not make the top 10, but I want to just highlight it because I think it's really good. Yeah, I love them both. Uh, Christopher Lee is just, oh, just phenomenal, isn't he? But yeah, that's a, a sort of a delicious scene, really, of, of just teasing, taunt, and just confusion. Still, as an observer, there, there's so much uncertainty when you watch this movie for the first time. <laughs> in fact, in some cases, after a few returns. But yeah, you just you didn't know what was going on, and you were there for Obi Wan Kenobi. Because Obi-Wan Kenobi was going to Kamino, he was thinking, what on earth's going on here? He's then with Kang Dooku, and he's just thinking, what on earth's going on here? You, as the film observer, are Obi-Wan. 
yeah there's there's some great shouts here okay this it's really interesting so jez i mean you must have lots and lots on your list you've probably written 15 haven't you <laughs> <laughs> i'm such a keener <laughs> all right then let, let's go obi-wan fight with Django. yeah it's got to be you, know, you, you see it and and what a beautiful scene that is from a music point of view backdrop point of view environments you with the rain with the sea with the slave one with young boba fett i mean this is where we got to see a fett fight and you know it, it, this was obi-wan's movie wasn't it but all, all of it straight away the two six shooters or well, not the six shooters but the two laser guns just that fight just the combination of the visuals the sounds uh, and the the action all in all i mean yes people can say oh this happened that happened you know we discussed a couple of things which we didn't like when we rewatched those scenes but that was a great fight it was a really good scene that's what we've been waiting to see yeah, they threw in some nice pieces in there. I think even Boba Fett, you know, he goes to start up Slave One and you see him sitting behind the, uh, I was about to say the steering wheel, but that's obviously not the right term. <laughs> Just not being able to see out of the out of the windshield and stuff. You're kind of like nice little touches and it is a good battle, even if you can't get beyond uh, the metal wire, not cutting his hands off. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. I think that's obviously a, a banker. Uh, Craig? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I think one of the very, very first like production and set images I ever saw would have been in um, the Star Wars official magazine, and it would have been that shot of Django with the umbrella. Um, so it just stick in my mind. It's a very memorable uh, scene in terms of the colour palette. Very, when you think of Attack of the Clones, it is one of the things to think of. I will throw in the next one then. I mean, we've there we've got three or four big scenes you've both thrown in some lovely kind of smaller suggestions of very specific moments but there's nothing light-hearted in there and i'd really like to throw in the head change of no i'm only joking um i'd like to throw in the whole interaction with dexter in what i would call a a real old american type diner i think that whole scene is uh, there's a bit of come effect to it you get a bit of information but it's just a nice light-hearted take away from that part of the movie it's an it's an easy watch obi-wan is on his kind of investigating moment i think it's great when you just see dexter kind of like hugging him but pulling up his trousers with his bum hanging out just little bits and in the background there there's there's aliens there's characters it's something that if you know you notice new things every time you watch it um i think it's a miss of us not to mention something light-hearted totally agree brilliant a little bit of a homage to american graffiti yeah. to happy days greece all that sort of stuff that's what that's what i see and you know we discussed this in the sound show which i would encourage people to listen to if they haven't so far it, yeah great little scene and i know you like dexter Craig. yeah this was totally on my list i think it's um it's nicely realized it's obviously very rooted in um a world we know and a world that George Lucas has put on the screen before, as Jess has just said. Um, but I, I think there's nothing about the scene I don't like. I think it's the set is nice. It tells us a little bit more about Coruscant. It's populated by really great characters. I love the droid. Um, the Dugs in the background. You see people commuting, you know, people driving past, walking in the street. I think it's very rich. Um, and it it's 
it illustrates Obi-Wan's human side. He's not a Jedi with a rod up his backside. He's got friendships that clearly stretch back years. Um, they're very affectionate with each other. You know, it really paints Obi-Wan as a nice guy to hang out with. And Dexter's clearly got a story as well. You know, in that short scene, you are left wondering, how does this guy know all this stuff about cloners and darts? And, you know, he's, he's clearly a, a, a character in the Star Wars universe that I'm sure he has had expanded stories. And I'm sure there are things you can go and read in comics and novels, but maybe a bit underdeveloped in that area because he was a, a good creation, I think, and well-performed. Good performance. CGI was okay for the time. A few couple of bits and a little bit off, but you know we can be uh, forgiving of that. It was twenty years ago. This is a really good movie, isn't it? It's, it's definitely improved. <laughs> it's definitely improved by covering it this month. I think. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I've loved this month. Oh, I am. Well um, I'm gonna. I'm, right. I just want to. Is there any major? scenes that we should be adding to this three. list before we get on to any other smaller things i think there is a couple but maybe we're missing uh, yeah i Jess? have three yeah Go on then. i mean the genosis fight in general i, you know, I we, think we, that we, needs I, I mean are you talking about the whole jedi fighting or you're talking about the creatures and the kind of gladiatorial moment i mean the creatures were great you know the creatures were brilliant i loved it what was it the shriek uh the the Reek, the Nexu, and the Acklay. Look at what I've learned this month. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've loved it. However, they were the starter whilst we were ma- waiting for the main course. The main course was served. It was the battle. It was the lasers. It was the lightsabers. It was the energy. It was everything about it. There were a couple of things, you know, which fell flat. There were a couple of sort of Jedi poses and Jedi stances, which I was like, oh, it's irritated me. If I was an extra, I'd definitely do a better job than that person who's just phoned in that performance. But it, all in all, it was a great thing. That's what we, that's what we came for. Yeah, we, we came to see the attack of the clans, and that's what we saw. It was, it was a fantastic scene. Definitely in the top. Definitely in the top three. When I was putting together the um, the actual anniversary show, which we released on the 16th, I was amazed when I was watching one of the videos, which we included in there, was all those Jedi did their part individually in front of a, a, a blue screen, and then they were all placed onto that scene. I mean, how difficult is that for the actors to be? Right, you do this, and then they'll work it out afterwards. It's It's so clever when you think of it like that, and how difficult that must have been especially for extras who aren't, you know, that's not Ewan McGregor, who's probably gone through several stage schools and, you know, done loads of blockbuster films. These Some of those people were just background actors. I mean, NSYNC wouldn't have been used to that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and I mean, I think I think as a film, I must not say what I mean, I think as a film before that, we wanted to see the Jedi fight, and we got it. That's what I wanted to see in the prequels. You've got all these Jedi. Let's have them in a battle. And that is what you got in this scene. It was brilliant. What else you guys got? Uh, well, I've, I've got? I've only got two more. One's a little moment, but it's my favourite moment. And one, one is me playing my ace. All right. <laughs> OK, which one are you going with? Are you go with your little moment? <laughs> I'm going to go with my little moment. 
This is my favourite moment in the whole of Attack of the Clones. Wow. Okay. And it takes and it takes place in the Geonosis battle, and it's where Obi Wan finishes off the Acklay, and he spins his lightsaber around a couple of times. He brings it up like a dagger, and he hoofs it into the beast, and his hair falls forward, and he just looks like the coolest badass Jedi. <laughs> And I love it. I think it's Ewan's best moment. I know, it's that hair thing every time. Yeah. (laughs) Floppy hair. I didn't see that coming, Craig. I I love it. If you give me 10 guesses of what your favourite moment in the whole of this film is, I wouldn't have guessed that. You know, I like Obi-Wan and he had to run around with bad wigs, as we talked about. He had to do some, you know, stilted moments um, in the first two movies and this was a moment where he went you would just just go and just finish off this acclay and he just spanned that lightsaber around and he <laughs> and he finished him off and he looked super cool doing it right well not that like, i'm advocating you know the killing of space creatures they were there against their will just like the rancor but i, I did love it if i'd love it if we release a show that is the top 10 moments of attack of the clones and our number one is obi-wan with floppy hair Somebody out there will agree with me. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, I like all those creatures. I think that's really good. Okay, okay. Any other little moments for you, Jez, before Craig gives us the, the winner? Well, I don't I necessarily have a winner. They're not little moments either. I've got two things which I th- think are fairly substantial. And I want to talk about the Dooku fight. So, first of all, it's, what it does is it really helps to articulate the transition of our sort of Jedi superiority of Obi-Wan, of Anakin and of Yoda. And it and it shows their training and transformation from episode two to episode three, because at the beginning, when you've got Dooku first fighting, he's going up against Anakin and, um, and Obi-Wan. And he beats them, right? This is a formidable opponent. This is a guy with a very good uh, fighting style. I, I love his fighting style. You know, I like his lightsaber. I like everything about him. Such an elegant way of doing business. And then he goes against Yoda. So we see him as a really formidable guy taking down two of our heroes. Yoda walks in. And then as you see, you know, you have that battle. And it's great. It's actually good, fun battle. Yeah, Yoda's jumping all over the place, but why not? We're getting to see that great warrior. Okay, so they're on a sort of even keel, really. And then what happens later on when we watch in episode three, Anakin on his own, not with the aid of Obi-Wan, then beats beats your man Dooku. So again, that shows Anakin's progress. And also because of Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting at the end of episode three, it also sort of the secondary effect of that is you also get to see Obi-Wan's progress. So I think actually it's a not only does it is it a great scene in episode two, it makes sense and helps paint the story of episode two into episode three. There's, there's a lot to that, which I really, really enjoy. We can't have the Dooku fight not feature in, in the top charts for this film. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with your comments there. It'll be down to you, us three, to vote in a minute of whether that 
does make the list. I, I'm not sure about that fight. I, I think what you're saying about it contextually with the next movie does lend it some weight. But in the moment, in the cinema, I, yeah, it was all right. I think there are better lightsaber fights in the in the saga and there are better scenes oh, yeah. in Attack of the Clones. We had been spoiled with Phantom Menace and with the fight with, um, I get it, with, with the uh, Duel of Fates battle. But I just think, you know, I... I just love the Christopher Lee character so much. Maybe it's just his rich, rolling voice, which I love. But yeah, I, I liked it. Get to show, yeah, we got to see Yoda battle. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll leave it to the judging. We we have to be careful that this list isn't just like all the scenes of Attack of the Clones, but without the love scenes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to bring them up in a minute. Okay, so yeah, well, we'll see. We 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 we'll get into the end of this list. I mean. Craig, you said you've got one more. I'll go to you first, and I think Jez has got one more. Or have you got more than one, Jez? No, that's correct. I have one more. One more, each of you. And then there's two things I want to bring up before we go over to the voting. Okay. I'm going to put this forward, not necessarily because in the movie it was a brilliantly acted, brilliantly paced scene, but I'm putting it forward because of the cultural impact it has had 20 years later and that is the picnic scene specifically the anakin and padme meme which is all based around the discussion around uh a system of politics where um people uh somebody needs to agree what's in the best interest and they get everyone to do it and her questioning that in a jokey way about it sounding like a dictatorship now i'm sure everybody is familiar with the anakin and padme meme and I think it deserves some special recognition because to become a meme, you know, to become something that's so instantly recognisable and adaptable and, you know, it's something that that people have taken on and put their own spin on it with hilarious results and all the rest of it. But I think that's a credit to that moment. Um, You know, when you look at the meme as as it sits on the internet, it's four images and it's two of Padme, two of Anakin, and he's he's squinting and looking serious in the first one. She's laughing, taking his joke in the second. But he's got this look in the third, which is like, am I joking? I don't know whether I am or not. And then her fourth, you know, the fourth image, the second image of Padme is her like going, I don't quite know what he's saying. And that is so relatable. It has to be relatable. Otherwise, people wouldn't have overlaid it with lots of the different meanings since. So I think as a scene in Attack of the Clones, it has to be somewhere near the top. Joe, you know what? It's very interesting. I have got this down on my list to discuss. I think <laughs> it's integral to the plot as well. Um, yeah, interesting. Craig, you all over the um, Jez, you all over the picnic scene? I, I do. It's not in my top ten, but I respect the meme. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Picnic scene is added to the voting. Uh, Jez, your last one? Yeah, okay. So quite simply, when they're at the Jedi Council, right at the very end, they're talking about, oh, yeah, you know, the clones are an important part in our victory. Yoda then turns around and it's like, victory? What are you talking about? Shroud of the Dark Side has fallen, begun the Clone Wars has, right at the end. 
the last words spoken in the movie. We cannot ignore this. You then go on. There's nearly two minutes of uh, of clone troopers loading, starships deploying, and then it goes to the love story. The final scene being the love story, being the wedding, being the marriage, the the nuptials, the union of Padme and Anakin. What it shows is absolute sort of there's despair in the music there's confusion we're seeing these things which we've grown up looking knowing that these things look like star destroyers what's going on we've got star destroyers leaving with the clone troopers it it's utter confusion but begun the clone wars has unlock boom there you go clone wars rebels you name it bad batch you know re- <laughs> let's go that unlocks so much and with the music, as I said, nearly two minutes without dialogue. It's a powerful scene begun the Clone Wars has. Pivotal scene. Uh, okay. I was actually hoping for more of a reaction from you on that one, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry. That is a brilliant shout, mate. Begun the Clone Wars has. Yeah, that whole scene at the end. I'm, I'm, are you including the wedding and everything into that scene? Yeah, it's part of it. Yeah. There's some icky moments in that film, which I find awkward. But again, after listening to the Matthew interview, I'm like, well, actually, you know, this is a young teenager who's not actually had that many sort of dalliances with the opposite sex. Of course, it's going to be awkward. You know, crumbs, my my 16 year old son is awkward around us. I wouldn't imagine what he's like around a girl. Um, So he's allowed to be awkward. But you see this wedding, it is, you know, with the John Williams symphony, that beautiful setting. Why not? It's a great scene. Love it. Okay. The one thing I don't think we've mentioned that maybe should at least be in. Actually, actually two things I want to bring up, but something that we haven't mentioned at all, which um, I think is probably needed here and that we haven't included any Palpatine scenes and I think he's one of the most important characters in this film I'm just trying to think of what scene I would put into the vote you're Um, absolutely right Palpatine is in that last two minutes which I said just after begun the Clone Wars has when you see him on the sort of balcony with the chap who fists the wall um you know, so Palpatine is there looking over what's going on, just, you know, because just before that scene, you have him and Count Dooku sort of saying everything's going to plan. This is genius. But you're absolutely right. Palpatine is is there. Yeah. I, but but we're not really mentioning. I, I suppose he's in your scene there. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. The only other thing I would say is, is the clones in general. Um, we haven't mentioned them. A great great deal in a film where attack of the clones is mentioned i do like the scene when obi-wan is walking with the caminos and he's showing the clone army from like that that viewing kind of area you know they're um they're beautiful aren't they or whatever the camino says i think that's quite a the first time you really see the clones i think that's well obviously you see all the test tubes as well but another scene which uh quite integral 100% with you. I did think of that one earlier on as I was as I was preparing for tonight, but I just didn't write it down. So, yeah, absolutely. I'll go along with that. Okay. So, I'm going to draw a line to it there. 
with what we have on the list. So we have we have got on our list. This is the end of the discussion. We've got 17 things on the list. I was going to say, let's discuss it and get it down to 10. I'm not. I'm going to send you now that list of 17 things. OK, we'll go over to the vote. I'm going to stop this recording now, gents. OK. Without the full support of the council, the odds are too great. OK, so there is the discussion as well. So uh, give you a bit more if you're going to join in the conversation. Obviously, if you want to come and chat about this, check us out on all our social media. Go to Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for Generation Skywalker. You can leave a comment on the YouTube channel if you're watching this on the Enhanced. And of course, head over to We Are Generation Skywalker on Facebook and get involved in the conversation on there. Obviously, you can go to www.generationskywalker.com where there is links to everything that we are producing here but boys that is this episode of the committee anakin's slaughtering tuscans that is our memorable moment we love a picnic meme we love dexter's diner but it is goodbye from craig cheerio it is goodbye from jez begun the clone wars has didn't make it (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) and it is goodbye from me and we're generation skywalker